Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, please enjoy the following message, and if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Not everyone can wait, neither the sated nor the satisfied, nor those without respect can wait. The only ones who can wait are people who carry restlessness around with them and people who look up with reverence to the greatest in the world. Thus, Advent can be celebrated only by those whose souls give them no peace, who know that they are poor and incomplete and who sense something of the greatness that is supposed to come, before which they can only bow in humble timidity, waiting until he inclines himself toward us, the Holy One himself. God in the child in the manger. God is coming. The Lord Jesus is coming. Christmas is coming. Rejoice, O Christendom. These words were written by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and he speaks from something that he knows well, waiting. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer uh, was maybe one of the first loud voices uh, calling out against the popular uh, Führer mentality of the 30s in Germany as he saw Hitler's rise. And he saw Germans put more than just a little hope, but all their hope in this man. And he setting himself up as a god. In fact, he wrote, uh, or he was speaking a, a, a Christmas, a, a message, it wasn't a Christmas message, a message in 1933, preaching uh, about the Lord and uh, also talking about this uh, hmm, incorrect, you know, almost worship of this man, Hitler. And as he got to the end where he was clearly making his case to Germans to uh, watch out, they pulled the plug on him. And from there on, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a voice in the wasteland, in the wilderness, uh, not just for Germans or against what was going on, but to his own church, to the Christian church that had kind of been, uh, I would say, destroyed uh, throughout the last hundred years of any belief in miracles, any belief in real resurrection, um, and uh, actually were compliant to Hitler and were getting rid of Jews, uh, of uh, even you know, Christian Jews in their midst, and uh, going with Adolf Hitler. And as he spoke out against this and led the, the church, he uh, began to lose things, <laughs> lose friendships, lose family. And eventually, in 1943, um, he was uh, convicted of uh, being a part of the conspiracy to get rid of Adolf Hitler, and he was put in jail. And there he lost all those connections as he sat alone in his cell. So when it comes to waiting, he knew exactly what that felt like, waiting for justice, waiting for release, waiting for the end of evil, waiting to see his family again. And as he came to learn, waiting for Jesus coming in glory, the day of resurrection, the day that there will be peace, there'll be no more evil, there'll be resurrection. Maybe you know how that feels Maybe you're not in a prison cell, but you know what it's like to wait, waiting for an answer to prayer, 
waiting uh, for the return of family. Maybe your Christmas time this year, as it is for many people, is a time of not just looking at uh, all the wonderful things going on and and, uh, the presents and the trees and decorations, but looking at an empty chair where someone used to sit, looking at uh, an empty life as you don't feel complete, as you've seen the things that you once gloried in, uh, they're gone, or you now know that they don't last. And so you, with Bonhoeffer, wait for that glorious day that is coming. Bonhoeffer writes later, he writes to his uh, fiancée, he says, I think we're going to have an exceptionally good Christmas. The very fact that every outward circumstance precludes our making provision for it will show whether we can be content with what is truly essential. I used to be very fond of thinking up and buying presents, but now that we have nothing to give, the gift God gave us in the birth of Christ will seem all the more glorious. The emptier our hands, the better we understand what Luther meant by his dying words. And they they found this in Luther's pocket right after he died. It was a piece of paper and it simply said, we are beggars is true. The poorer our quarters, Bonhoeffer writes, the more clearly we perceive that our hearts should be Christ's home on earth. It is difficult to go without. It is difficult to lose. And in one way or the other, we, we all do. <laughs> but instead, perhaps, of mourning those things, though it's okay to mourn those things, and it's okay to rejoice in what you do have. When we lose things, when things are stripped from us, God uses that so that we may see what we have Ultimately, that cannot be taken away from us, that's been given to us for free, that's kept safe for us, that can't be robbed and can't be corrupted and won't be lost. And that is the promises that Christmas are all about, the promises that Jesus not only was born into, but fulfilled on the cross and in the tomb where he took the place of all of our sins, all of our past, all of our shame, all of our guilt, And he replaced it with his love, with his forgiveness and his resurrection. Christmas is about celebrating that gift that transcends all challenges that we have. Because the gift of forgiveness and resurrection is a gift that keeps us. It's a gift for today, a gift that we always have hope. We sin. We know we can be forgiven. We see death, we know we'll rise again. And that gift and that gift alone is what gives us life, not just in the future, but today, and should give us a deep peace in knowing we can endure. We can wait. Because God has fulfilled his promises. That's a fact, an historical fact in Jesus' death and resurrection. Therefore, God will fulfill his promises to us in baptism. We are his. It's going to be okay. In Jesus' name, amen. Rejoice. Rejoice. Amen.